Hello everyone, welcome back to this channel. Not really welcome back, this is probably one of the very first videos. To be completely clear and honest, we recorded this video uh, for half an hour. We talked about a lot of good stuff and then me, the idiot, realized that I put the camera on slow motion, which led to two hours of slow motion, us just being very slowly, it was garbage, I'm sorry. So, Welcome to the channel. Me and Adib uh, are trying to have this channel as a podcast where we sit and talk about our experiences in Canada. I don't know, different stuff, fun stuff, interesting stuff. We try to stay as knowledgeable as possible and convey a lot of good information, hopefully entertaining at the same time, uh, I don't know, informative. And current. And current, yes. And current. Absolutely. We'll try to bring guests. Uh, we do have a lot of good friends. One of them, like, called Zaid. Yeah. He's super knowledgeable, probably, like, omni-science. <laughs> <laughs> omni-science. And he, he knows a lot. <laughs> and uh, for today, we're trying to talk about a very, very interesting topic. Because today is, this month was, of course, Adib, you probably have seen him before. He has, like, a golden voice, the podcast voice. <laughs> Uh, everyone tells him and I really had to convince him to start the podcast because he has the perfect voice for a podcast. So this month was my fourth anniversary of coming to Canada. Congratulations. Thank you so much. It's been a great ride. I have a, a lot of good experiences. It has its up and downs. And maybe I just start by about my experience. But before that, we'll go to a deep. Well, um, this is my 26th year in Canada. <laughs> I was born and raised here so I mean for me life is just normal every day mm. but for you four years in how do you feel what 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 do you think about like you when you got here versus you now you know I made a video about this I still haven't posted it uh it's interesting because I made a video last year too on my third anniversary and back then it was mostly about what I've accomplished what I've done what I'm looking forward to, you know, the very tangible, yeah. materialistic stuff that oh, yeah. you kind of feel, what I really like about Canada, what I don't like, stuff like that. But this year, I went more deeper into the roots and tried to convey my emotions because mm -hmm. as you cover your basic needs after four years, thank God I was able to get to to a point that I am not worried about some stuff. I am not worried about, I'm not rich or anything, but you know, I have covered my basic financial needs. I do have the job, I finished school. You know, I have a good routine. My health is in a good shape. Mm -hmm. But I was feeling a bit of hollow space in my mind, which comes from the fact that you feel lonely after you immigrate, you migrate to another country. You don't have any family here, you right? Move. I don't have any family. This is probably my case, but I've heard that a lot of other people have the same feeling. You know, there, where there's a term for that. It's called being homesick. That's the thing. You know, I'm not homesick. You don't miss your own. I don't look. I don't. I don't miss the traffic. I don't miss the pollution. I don't miss the politics. I don't miss even. Maybe a big portion of the people, I don't miss all the lobbying, all the, let's just say, disparity. Yeah. I don't miss that. What I'm missing 
is that you grew up here. Yeah. You probably have a lot of memories. You, you, you know, yeah. there aren't even parts of the city, part of the TV shows from like 20 years ago. Yeah. Everything you look at brings up a memory for you, it right? Does. It does, yeah. I remember the other day I was driving by my old neighborhood, the one that I spent probably 15 years of my life growing up in, and uh, this big wave of nostalgia hit me, you know, exactly. where I was like, those were simpler times. Those were nice, you know, calm. Everything felt normal. Everything felt good. Yeah. And I feel like for you, it's such a big change having moved to Canada. It doesn't even have to necessarily be a good memory. The fact that you have lived through those times and mm. those are part of you. Yeah. That shapes you. That shapes your personality. I was, I remember when I was watching Breaking Bad, <laughs> there was an episode that Heisenberg was talking to Gustavo and Gustavo was like, oh, this food is reminding me of my, I don't know, my mama's uh, cuisine, something like that. Mm. And Heisenberg told him that when you smell the food and you see the food, it initiates a chemical reaction in your brain yeah. that connects <laughs> your memories. Memories, yeah. yeah. What I'm missing is that I feel I have forgotten some stuff. Mm, my memories, my childhood. Some people are like, oh, you've been there for just four years. How can you be so unfamiliar with your past? I'm just like, believe me, I feel like part of me is lost. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame you. It makes sense. I feel like I, because I'm not in the environment, I'm not in, in touch. I haven't seen it. I haven't smelled it. Yeah. All that stuff feels like as much as everything is good here, mm -hmm. you know, everything is nice. But it's like a piece of your puzzle is lost. Yeah. You yeah. cannot really fill it with anything else. Yeah. And you can't bring the piece here. So, you know. It, it could be a much better puzzle. It could be a much better piece. But it doesn't fill your void. It doesn't feel complete. I yeah. know what you mean. I do know what you mean. I mean, even for myself when I was a kid and uh, I went to Bangladesh for the first time with my parents. Um, I got to experience the sights, the smells, the food, the culture, everything that my parents you had. You have no feelings, right? Well, that was the thing. At the time, not so much. And even now, not so much, given I was born and raised here in Ottawa, right? But With your parents? My parents feel that way. You know, they all, every time we cook food or, you know, experience something that they haven't seen in a while that is from home or reminds them of home, it's always... I remember when I was younger, back in Bangladesh, I was doing this, 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 or I, my mom would always do this, this, this. And you know, that, that feeling, you can, you can see it in someone when they're feeling it. You know what I mean? Mm. But I mean, you had to uproot your whole life and move here and start yeah. a new one, you know, yeah. and the culture, the, 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 tally, the chores, yeah. every single thing you have to do on a day-to-day -day basis yeah. is completely different. Yeah. You know, um, that being said, I think you adjusted pretty well. Yeah. It's funny, I, I went to a Persian store the other day. I bought some biscuits that mm -hmm. uh, I used to have when I was a kid. Yeah. I took it to work and one of my colleagues asked about it. And I was like, you can try it. Mm -hmm. Man, it, it tastes like garbage. You know? <laughs> it's completely garbage. But you, and he was like, I could see in his eyes that he was like, what is this garbage? But for me, it's part of my childhood. Yeah, you know? Yeah. I know it tastes like garbage, yep. but for me, it's part of my childhood. Yeah, it totally. brings back so many memories. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, that's that's what is hitting me. And I was told, honestly, people told me that after some years, you're gonna feel that void. 
Yeah. Well, I'm fine with it, but some people really take it hard on, on themselves. Yeah. They really feel, maybe, maybe if I go back to Iran, I haven't seen my family for four years. I mean, that's a big part. And I think it also depends on the person too. Yeah. You know, like you seem like the type of person who would be able to fill that void eventually. Yeah. I, I definitely know people who would struggle with moving to a different country and starting a new life. I don't think that's me, but I would love to find out someday. Yeah. You know, that being said, I, you know, it's, it's, it's a difficult thing to do. Mm. So at least your feelings are warranted. I hope you feel okay. Screw my feelings. Going back <laughs> to reality. Let's talk about Canada. Yeah. Actually going downhill in Canada. Cause it's a big topic. Immigration has record high. Inflation is still high. Interest rates over the roof. Mortgage interest rates are between 6 to 7% right now. Even maybe higher. I don't know. And people are really feeling it. People yeah. are really feeling it. There is like all sort of reports about the people who are living in Canada, living in Ontario, people cannot afford houses, their jobs are not, the, the salary they're making is not sufficient enough mm -hmm. to make meet, ends meet. So do you think really Canada is going downhill? And looking past at the history, do you think this time is different? That is a very good question. I think one topic that always comes up when you talk about the trend in any country, especially Canada, is... Technological innovation, believe it or not. Mm. When you think about like the times that Western economies have boomed the biggest or the largest, mm. it usually involves some sort of new innovative technology coming out. For example, even, even the industrial age, right? New, new sorts of technology machinery that we were able to use to improve our quality of life. Uh, now I would say we're in the AI age, which also ties in ha hand in hand with robotics, mm. which also ties hand in hand with decreased labor and decreased jobs, right? Mm -hmm. um, looking back at COVID, I think one of the biggest things was that the, the stimulus checks that were coming out, in my eyes, were a good thing because a lot of people got fired, got laid off, couldn't work their jobs, couldn't make, and couldn't make ends meet, and weren't able to get the income or find a new job to, I guess, supply, right? What they, what they needed to do on a day-to-day -day basis. So at the time, it was a good thing. Um, but I stand by the fact that they went overboard. I genuinely think they went way overboard. overboard, very, very far overboard. I, I know people who were able to apply for the stimulus checks uh, that were actually able to go through the entire process if they wanted to, while not meeting the criteria. Mm. You know, that, that's an insane thing that we were just giving away free money to people who didn't even need it, did not need it at all. For example, I'm in a fortunate position. I don't live paycheck to paycheck. I live with my family. We split the bills together. Our costs aren't significantly high. So for me, I didn't take much of a hit. Mm -hmm. So I didn't take a stimulus check, right? I was also in school at the time, granted. But regardless, for the people who actually need that money, I do believe it should have gone there because that was the whole point of it coming out. But a lot of the money that was given out, especially to the wrong people, never got taken, never got taken back. And... Never will. And never will. And that money's just out there contributing to what a lot of people would consider the downfall of the economy, right? And yeah, do I think we're in a downtrend now in the relative time frame of the last couple of years? I think so. I'm of the personal opinion that we are in a downtrend, but it's not for one specific reason. It's for a number of reasons, right? I'm thinking how far could it go and is it going to ever heal itself? Because Canada has the highest household debt in the G7 country, $2.4 trillion. 
trillion. Trillion dollars. I'm thinking, is there any case scenario that Canada can actually never recover? Especially right now that they have this massive immigration policy. We're taking in 500,000 people every year as permanent residents. Mm -hmm. I'm an immigrant. I just came here four years ago. Of course, I'm pro-immigration. But we all know for the economy, too fast, too much, you know, going to hurt the economy for a long time because the economy doesn't have, the, the country doesn't have the capacity, the infrastructure, the housing, the job market cannot observe this massive inflow of immigrants. Yeah, I, 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 I'm of the same opinion as you, mm -hmm. honestly. I mean, like you said, I'm biased. I'm pro-immigration because my parents were immigrants. That's the whole reason I was able to grow up and live a great life here mm -hmm. compared to what I would have had in my home country. But have we gone overboard? I, I really do think so. I think so. Um, I'm really trying, you know, what I'm really trying to think is that how situation is going to get better? Well, I was going to ask you, what are, for example, we know immigration, good for the economy overall, mm -hmm. right? Uh, typically speaking. But what are some of the downsides of immigration, especially excessive immigration that you could think of? It's going to take years, if not decades, to properly observe all the immigrants, provide jobs, housing, and what's going to happen in between is probably, not probably, what I really feel is going to happen, which is not just limited to Canada, it's mm -hmm. the whole world, but Canada's situation is a bit worse because of the immigration situation, because of the maybe lower population, Right, is that there won't be anything called middle class anymore. Oh. When you have inflation... When you have a lot of technology advancement, where, is there, where, where there is like wealth generation at very high levels, but there is a very limited part of the people population that are able to actually attract that wealth. You know, when there is technology, like someone creates an app, they become a billionaire. Right. And when you see that, when there is like this amount of immigration, this immigrants either will be able to really find their way into rich people. Mm -hmm. Some of them are rich from the beginning. They come here as rich people. And the rest of them going to be just Suck at below the bottom poverty of the line yeah. for, for like an extended period of time. Yeah. yeah. So I think the outcome will be the destruction of the middle class especially you know coupled with inflation because yeah. one impact of inflation is that rich will get richer yeah poor will get poorer yeah absolutely and middle class is destroyed yeah yeah I, wealth disparity at its at its finest yeah right? it makes sense too i i it also makes me wonder, I, I, you brought up the interesting topic of the middle class being destroyed for the people in the middle class. What do you think separates them at the end of the day from those who, let's say in a theoretical scenario where the middle class is destroyed, what separates the people from the middle class who make it to the upper class and the people who get stuck in the lower class? What kind of factors do you think would separate people? If tomorrow they say inflation is 100%, okay. will you survive? Probably. Honestly, not, not, not well, but I'll survive. That's exactly yeah. the criteria. You know how, if you're rich, let's say you have three properties. I don't know. You have a factory, whatever you have assets. If you have assets and they say, oh, everything doubled in price, you don't care. You have your asset, your 
you you have properties, you rent them out. That's exactly what happened back home. Mm-hmm. Like the people who were tenants, they were middle class, but they were tenants. They didn't have a home. Right. They didn't have a nice car. Right. All of a sudden, everything went up. Yeah. Middle class destroyed. Yeah. Their, their rents double. Their dream of buying a house vanished. Shattered. Exactly. Just like mine. Who benefited? The people who had properties. They didn't care. They were like, oh, I have three properties. Everything doubled. So as my the rents yeah, I'm so, receiving. Right. You so know? my money. Exactly. Yeah. So that's exactly what separates rich from, the, uh, rich from poor. Asset ownership. Asset ownership and inflation, which gets me to the next point that mm. I think I mentioned that the whole world is going this way. Right. Uh, I think... The wealth distribution, you know, socialism, all that stuff, not going to work because there is more and more. You mean not sustainable? Not sustainable, exactly. Because there is more and more and more we see that people who are getting rich fast, but there are very few people and they are getting all the assets, all the properties. Mm -hmm. You know, I was reading reports that like certain countries a big portion of properties is owned by like a family or by like a very small group of people. Yeah. So these are getting richer and richer because they keep accumulating more and exactly. more. Exactly. Right. They're, they're vacuuming everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And I mean, one big thing, for example, on that topic was, uh, the foreign direct investment into real estate mm-hmm. in Canada that's been happening for the past couple of years now may have changed as a result of some newly implemented laws, but before was a huge problem. I mean, mm-hmm rich foreigners were able to just buy out houses in Canada and rent them out to people mm-hmm. who probably could have afforded to buy those houses themselves, but didn't do it on the right time or weren't able to do it in time. And th- that was the perfect example of how the rich getting richer clearly negatively impacted us in Canada mm-hmm. because now housing prices are through the roof, right? And people who used to be able to afford houses cannot afford them anymore, mm-hmm. right? For example, if you hit your, it's called the terminal rate, right? Yeah. If you hit your terminal rate on your mortgage, which is where... Oh, trigger rate. Trigger rate. Sorry, yeah, trigger. Thank you. If you hit the trigger rate on your mortgage... Which I did. (laughs) A couple of times. And a couple people I know have too. You you have to completely redo everything that you worked Mm -hmm. for, right? Suddenly, all the money that you're paying is going towards basically nothing. It's just lining the pockets of the bankers, right? Mm -hmm. And that's a terrible scenario to be in, but exactly what you talked about. The middle class gets destroyed. Yeah. do you think it's going to get fixed anytime soon? I don't think so. I me personally neither. don't think so. We were supposed to not make this very serious, but maybe one other thing. Apart from looking at the economics perspective and lens, uh, let's look at the a very rich person's perspective in the Canada. Let's just, okay. you're, you're a very rich person. You have okay. millions of dollars. Yeah. And you live, I don't know, in any country. Okay. And you see the opportunity to come to Canada and buy real estate. Do you care what the interest rates are? No. You have money, you have yeah. cash. Yeah. Do you care if people are getting poor here? No. You're doing well. You buy properties, you bring $5 million up, buy like two, three properties. Mm-hmm. Will it force other people to leave the country? Do you care? No. If I was a rich guy. You, you get my point? If I was a rich guy, guy. No, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't you get care. my point. Yeah. When, when you open up immigration like that, you open it up also to very wealthy people. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Who will drive the prices up. 
without a care. And they don't right? care. Without a care. Without a regard for the people who they are already They don't care. It's like here. stock market. You dri- you buy the stock, you drive the price up. Yep. You're going to sit back and enjoy it. Exactly. Exactly. And, and nothing yeah. can stop it. Yeah. yeah. Nothing can stop it. Yeah. I mean, th- that being said. You I, I'm get, we're getting too deep into the roots of. Okay. Well, that's the perspective of a rich guy. Yeah. Now, let's talk about somebody, for example, in the lower or middle lower class. Their perspective? Well, let's see. What, 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 can, what, can, what can they do? Our perspective doesn't matter. Well, our our perspective obviously doesn't matter. But what, for example, on a day-to-day basis could we do to maybe make ends meet or improve our ability to live? Become rich. I mean, that's That's obviously one of the easiest ways. Well, this is one, this is actually a topic that I um, had a very in-depth conversation with, uh, with one of my best friends. Mm. Um, He was not able to get a job that was sufficient to pay his bills at the time. Mm. Um, And I eventually helped him like get a job. I have a feeling that I know which friend you're talking about. No, Um, but (laughs) (laughs) I, um, I I explained a very basic concept to him because he wasn't understanding it. He was doing a lot of, um, I forget the word for it, but it's just like he was spending on whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted it. Squandering? Maybe squandering. Splurging. Splurging, probably a good way to put it, but unnecessary at that. Mm. Um, I had to explain the concept that, you know, it's a basic accounting concept, right? When you're trying to get profit, it's your revenues minus your expenses, mm-hmm. right? Um, lower your expenses. Lower your expenses or increase your revenue. And if you're stuck in a position where you can't increase your revenue, it might be good to lower your expenses, mm. right? Like unnecessary expenses. If I said that that term to you, what comes to mind? Uber? You're referring to... <laughs> No, you always refer to Uber. Don't use Uber. Don't Uber to work. Not, not to say it. I'm not against Uber. I'm not against Uber. I think it's a great service. I, I love its service. They're Bus the best. Nation. <laughs> Bus nation. But if I'm going to be Ubering to work every single day, I mean, you know, uh, while it may not be the best, there is a public transit system, you know, and mm. it's a lot cheaper and way more affordable mm. than Ubering to work every day. That's my perspective. You don't have to agree with me, but uh, that's one example of... Many, for example, I know people, but no, in all seriousness, I do know people who will make that choice willingly to spend the additional money to Uber there, even if they're not necessarily spending within their means, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh, and to me, if somebody came up to me and asked me for advice or basic, just financial literacy advice, right. And Mm -hmm. they told me that scenario, it would probably drive me crazy. (laughs) It probably would, but I've always been a frugal guy and that's how I made it out of lower class into middle class, right? Um, who knows how long I'll be stuck here though. <laughs> <laughs> you know what would be, guys, we're trying to, if you, if you are enjoying this podcast, we really appreciate if you like this or subscribe to the channel or share it with someone that would be really helpful. We really don't want to make this very lengthy mm-hmm. uh, as the first episode or maybe first episode. That's not exactly the first episode, but uh, you know what would be like my last thought, which we can get into in the next episode. What would be the bravest decision one can make in the current economic situation? Who someone in our level with yeah. our financial you yeah. know, situation? Somebody with access to minimal yeah. amount you know of capital. What would be the bravest decision? What getting married? <laughs> 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 I don't want to say. Sorry, but the dumbest decision, but <laughs> maybe the bravest decision. I can't even get into it because like culturally it's so different and everywhere you go, especially Canada. Yeah. There's so, so much difference in 
the way people do stuff. Sorry, I had to just open the door for a second. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Please let us know what other topics we should cover. Uh, I think I think it's a good start. I feel I like it. I like it. Good content. Which we really try to make it less serious. You know, we we have yeah. friends that are very good at making a good time for the podcast. Like yeah, Zaid. absolutely. Uh, it's just <laughs> <laughs> we got some interesting friends to bring up some interesting yeah. interesting topics with in later episodes, yeah, but. Uh, what do you have to say? We tried to be professional in this one, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how I don't, I don't know how long we can keep this up. But yeah, probably not that <laughs> long. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you so much. Take care. See you in the next one. Bye. Bye.